Two Traveling Mamas, episode number 15. Today, the mamas talk about Spain. Famous sights, delicious food, and lovely people. Hola. Hola, ¿cómo estás? Muy bien, gracias y tú. Ah, bien. Look at us. Let's That's habla it. in español <laughs> the entire time. You know, my children, if they listen to this... They will know. They'll be mortified. Shout out to Maggie and Anna. Hola. That is right. That's right. So my Spanish is, gosh, 30 years old. And I try to talk when I'm somewhere. I'm in Spain or Mexico. And yes, no bueno. Yeah, I um, do not speak Spanish. I was one of those kids that took French. Oh. Because that was the romance language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about France, I expect you to speak all in French. Yeah, no, uh, we're taking that trip fairly soon. And my husband's like, you have got to practice your French. Oh, it's horrible, though. <laughs> I'm I mean, like, and then, my and brain then when can't you, remember when you that. you actually can talk and you say something, then they're like, oh, my gosh. And they think respond. And then they go, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh, no, I got nothing. Right. I can't, I can't do it. Yes. So. so we're not talking France. We're talking Spain today. Yes. And, and Carrie's family's vacation to Spain. Yes. So we went to Spain. Um, I think we were gone a total of about 12 days okay. when we went. Um, and we, um, like a lot of Americans, went to the destination and tried to do as much as possible mm-hmm. in the short amount of time that yes, we had. Did. <laughs> you were planes, trains, and automobiles. Right. Practically. So um, again, depending upon, I think, who's going and what kind of travel schedule you can keep. This is a pretty aggressive itinerary. I mean, we were really doing something every single day. Uh, so, you know, you can, you can, uh, if you're up to the challenge, I think you can do this and, and most people want to make the most of their time there. So, and they did, they really started at the, the tip and worked your way down. Yep. Um, and so this, um, this is going to be another two parter. It will be a two parter because there was a lot of places. So much good stuff that she got to see and do. And I'll jump in cause I spent, I think it was two weeks, um, in Spain when I was in high school. I went to Spain, and we stayed with a Spanish family for a week, and I had strep throat. It was super fun. So I got to see and do a lot. Great. Yeah. That'll be good then. And it was my first time away from home ever, and I was sick, and I didn't like any of the food. And so the one day my family, my, my Spanish sister... Brought me out with some friends, and they went to Burger King, and I, like, cried as I ate my hamburger, so I was so happy. <laughs> You're like, this is amazing. They took me to their fancy country club, and I'm like, oh, it was so nice, and it was, you know, it was paella, but it was octopus, and, you know, yes. calamari, and, you know, as a 17-year-old, I didn't eat that kind of stuff. You I still like, don't eat that I stuff. Like, I eat calamari. Oh, I want do you? octopus. Okay. That creeps me out still, yeah. but... Um, yeah, so oh, very sweet. So yeah, so we're we're gonna talk about Spain and what do you need to know to go there and getting there and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think kind of the basic stuff, right? Obviously, you need a passport. Absolutely. Right. So make sure that's up to date. And Anne's rule and the travel rule is what six months. Six months. Just oh. always just do it and have it on hand, people. It just it saves you a lot of stress. I see it in a lot of travel agent groups that I'm in is people freaking out about passports and. You know, I've got a client that wants to go to Australia, and she's like, we don't have passports. When should we get them? I'm like, now. Just get them now. Even if you're not going to travel for, you know, a few months, just get them now. Don't wait. Don't wait. You don't have to pay the rush fees. Just just do it. And and so it's very straightforward, obviously, going to Europe anywhere. You just need your passport. Just make sure it's valid. Um, 
Spain is a very safe, low-crime yeah. country, right? Yep. Um, the only thing, just like any other major touristy city, is watch out for the pickpocketers. Yes. And we were warned about that, especially in Barcelona. Okay. And um, we actually ran into quite a few tourists that were from the U.S. that did get pickpocketed. Really? Yes, while we were there. Ooh. And um, so just be smart about it, right? Like, I always, like, I have a purse, but there's literally nothing in there that anybody would want. Right. Like, it's got hand sanitizer and wipes and gum and water and somebody might want some of the wipes and gum you <laughs> maybe know. but i keep like passports and valuables if i don't have to bring a passport with for to show for something yeah i keep it in the safe because yeah. otherwise you don't really need do it you wear a fanny pack um my husband does not wear a fanny pack but he wears like the, the invisible belt the, thing. yes yes and it's, it's the, so you, yeah you step it in your... you can see us people <laughs> we are both miming the same thing around our it's stomachs like a flat fanny pack but it goes, goes inside, inside your, your pants yes yes yep i know exactly and what so it he'll is. put like the passports in there yep. and the money right um so that nobody so can unless pick he's dropping it. his pants nobody's gonna get that <laughs> right Steve, keep your pants on right and then he does carry a backpack that has our nice camera in it yeah. but he's pretty smart about if we're in a crowded area he'll pull it to the front of him yeah right so he yep. can have access um and then some of his things do lock so people can't just easily take right. stuff. so you got to be careful pickpocketers absolutely um, the getting around with like public transportation, trains, the metro, um, driving is very straightforward there. We did all of those things. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, the food and drink, reasonable. Um, yes, that Burger King was pretty cheap. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, uh, we'll talk about like the food because it surprisingly was like the groceries especially yeah. were really inexpensive. Yeah. And um, that kind of surprised me. Um, obviously, the main language is Spanish, but in Barcelona, they do speak Catalan. Okay. Um, and we didn't have any issues, I would say. It helps. Just so everybody knows, my children are Spanish immersion students, so yes. it's kind of popular here in Minnesota. We have Spanish immersion, or immersion language schools. Yeah. And so my girls have been in immersion since kindergarten, so they're fluent. Um, so again, we didn't run into the issues because I could just say, go ask that guy over there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Know? Exactly. But um, I, I, I've talked to other people who don't have the Spanish immersion and still got around just fine. And obviously the money there is the euros, just like everywhere else in Europe. So easy to figure out what those exchange rates um, are going to look like. Okay. Uh, as far as getting there, obviously everybody flies to Spain, right? Yes. I mean, you're going to get there. Unless you have a lot of time and you want to just take the Queen Mary or Queen Elizabeth, whatever, <laughs> the cruise ship and just... You know, sail across. That is an option, right? The big ocean. Yeah. yeah. Um, from the Midwest, it is about an eight or nine hour flight. So pretty average. Um, so depending upon where you live, add or take away a few extra hours. The, uh, the airport when you get to Barcelona, again, very easy to navigate. There are stuff in English as well as Spanish. Um, if you are concerned, obviously, you can use your Google Translate tool to help you um, there. And then once we arrived, um, we actually caught the train from the airport. See, I think that's so smart. I, yes. I tell all my clients, if I if I've personally been there, I know it. Like in Sydney, I tell people, hop on the train. It's like 15 bucks. Yes. You don't have to worry about where you get off. And it's the right traffic. By, it is. You get right next to your hotel. You're a block from your hotel. Yeah. And it's just so much easier. Well, And what we didn't know, we obviously figured out when we were there for a few days when we left. But we took a train into downtown. Then we caught a cab to our hotel. And it's, they took us around, but yeah. it took like 15 minutes. Right. Well, when we left, 
we walked to the train station. Oh, so we close? yeah, so we didn't really need oh, a man. cab, but we didn't know that coming right. in, right? And so when you get there, you just want to get there. Exactly. You don't have to get off the train going in my north, south, east, west. Which way to go? Yeah. Start walking the wrong way, and yeah. And don't be afraid of public transportation. It's usually pretty it. straightforward. You yep. can buy passes for multiple trips, multiple days. So um, I always encourage people to do that as well. Um, as far as when we went, we actually went in the spring. And so the weather was a little cooler in Barcelona when we got there and a little rainier, but it only rained, I think, the first day uh, and was like in the mid 60s. Okay. And then as we went Which south, still nice. yeah, and as we went south, it got warmer. Yeah. Right. So by the end, you know, we were able to wear shorts by the time we were down in um, southern Spain. So, yeah. Um, and the summers there are really, really hot. It's is it humid. Hot, like, like here? So in Minneapolis, yes. it gets in the 90s and the humidity is, is a million percent. And it it's is just hot. Sticky. Yeah. Okay. So, so similar climate to so here So just then. be aware of that. Yeah. I mean, if you go in late summer and you're going to be hitting tourist spots and being outside and walking, it's really, really hot. So be prepared for that kind of weather. Yeah. Sunscreen, lots of water, you know, okay. be ready to sweat it out. Um, cool. Yeah. So you guys got to see and do a lot. Like I had said, you started at the tip or up towards the north in Barcelona and made your way down. And they went all the way into Morocco. So we did. That will be fun. That's why we're going to be a two-parter because there's some really good cities that they stopped in, um, some some really cool tourist things to see, and just some experiences to, to take. And we want to take our time going through all these and not rushing through it. So Right. Yeah. So, so starting in Barcelona. So, so okay, well, let's talk about quick, where, where you guys stay. Because I know that you guys usually do a good balance of like apartments sometimes and you know as much as travel agents don't like airbnb sometimes with a family it's just easier to do an airbnb if else especially if you're going to be there for like a week or so right you want to get some groceries you want to have some sense of normalcy well, and the difference too of the apartments we rented in spain except for the very last place we stayed the place in barcelona and madrid um actually were hotel apartment okay. so okay. we were not staying in somebody's personal home okay. yeah so it had you know full-on it was clean nobody's living there full-time yep. um and the first place we stayed at was called the bicycle apartments oh which it was super cute like themed bicycle they even give you bicycles if you want say, did you get a bicycle yeah and you can ride around the city our particular um apartment that we rented there was a two-bedroom one bath full kitchen dining living room and then it had a giant um, porch that you could go out on. It wasn't the warmest weather when we were there, but uh, it still was really nice. So if we wanted a whole huge space to be outside, we could do that. Um, so that was that was really nice. Um, and the location was great. We actually were a short distance from the metro and then uh, also very close to the Magic Fountains, which is kind of a Ooh, cool little area. Fountains. Yeah. So... It was a it was a good location and a nice. Now, place. did you guys stay in apartments pretty much your entire time? Yes. Or the apartment hotels and just regular okay apartments. Mm -hmm. The very last place. So we <clears throat> when we went to southern Spain, we went to a town called Esteponia, where we did do like a VRBO okay. with somebody's like condo. Okay. Um, but the other place in Madrid that we stayed was an apartment okay. uh, hotel. Okay. Uh, concept. So, which um, I highly recommend because, again, you still get the amenities of a hotel, mm -hmm. but you get the size of a regular home. Which or is nice, especially with a family of four and having older daughters like you do. Yeah. You know, we're Everybody still at the age space. where Jack, we can all just still stay in the same room right. and, you know, get two beds and it's fine. But when you have two girls and they're, you know, teens, tween yeah. ages, they kind of want their own space after a while. And when you're gone for a couple of weeks, you kind of need that space to decompress after 
going as much as you know you guys do when you go on these trips right and you know what um some people might snore the adults in the family yeah and so my girls like freak out about that so if they can be separated from us that's all the better for them at least for sleeping anyway so yeah that's funny yeah okay so we talked about where you guys stay um let's talk about food well there is more than burger king there there is more than burger king and actually my favorite thing was the hamon yes so they have this amazing kind of like prosciutto which maybe we're yep. more familiar with here yep. um it's a cured ham yeah and it is beyond and i think oh you should see her face wow. like she's just having a moment it like i was so addicted to ham on when we were there i think we really ate it like every day at some point <laughs> so we'd get like a fresh baguette we get the ham on we get the they had amazing cheese yes. as well um they're olive oil because they have t- spain spain is yeah. like the second produced it all of i think than italy it's from italy or something really so amazing and you could get a bottle of olive oil for like dollars really? it was like three dollars for a thing of olive yeah. oil yeah so we ate a lot of cheese hamon baguettes and olive oh, see, oil that's my i could just live on that me, i really oh, yeah. really could yeah like a charcuterie board yes that, that just load me up me too so that was my favorite um we did have paella one night the girls ordered Didn't you it say it wasn't that great here's the problem like their food is not spicy at all no so it was just a little too bland bland okay right did, and did you do a lot of like tapas? Because that they're very well, known for tapas. Here's the other problem: we're no, not drinkers. Next. Yeah. So if you go to a bar and you order drinks, very commonly they will just give you free tapas. Yeah. With your alcohol purchase. Yeah, yeah. And so since we don't drink, um, we weren't getting any of those for free. Oh. So we did order um, a couple times when we were out. We would order some tapas, but that is for sure what they're known for. And if you go into a bar. And they they offer that. I mean, obviously take advantage of it because they give you all kinds of different things. Um, But we still were able to sample plenty of yummy little tapas um, and all those good things. And there's tons of tapa bars. So if you're out, want a beer, want a glass of wine, um, they're they're everywhere. So you. She's saying tapas, not topless bars, people. (laughs) Just just to clarify that. Right. Thank you. The other thing about the food there is there are street markets all over the place, bakeries, grocery stores. Um, one of our favorite things are bicycle apartments we stayed at in Barcelona. Across the street was a, they had a supermarket and then like a little vendor market, whatever. And we went into the, get groceries at the supermarket and we're, you know, putting all this Mercada. stuff. Mercada. That's right. Supermercado. Mercado. Mercada. Okay. And we filled our cart. We had all kinds of stuff in there baguettes and cheese and you name it and and stuff so we could make breakfast in the morning and then some stuff at night and we had i think three or four bags of groceries that were completely full and we go to checkout and the guy is like 36 dollars what yeah and my husband's like i don't think he rang that up right you know and he's having in euros too yes oh my gosh it was so cheap so then we're like we we buy and we get back to the apartment and we're looking at what stuff costs and like like I said, everything was cheap. The bread was 50 cents for oh fresh gosh. baguettes. Oh, yeah. Yum. So again, really, really cheap. And as far as the restaurants, I would say similar to what you'd pay for food in the Midwest and maybe yeah. even a little bit cheaper. Okay. Yeah. So. Yum. Mm-hmm. I know. So good value. Very good value. Even though the euro is not favorable for us right now, it's it's very expensive to go to Europe. But Great for telling me that because I leave in two weeks. Right. <laughs> good luck with that. But no, you can get good value, you know, with with food and with the tours too, right? 
The tours, I would say, depends on what you're trying to do. Okay. Um, we did book our stuff, you know, a few months in advance, but we did find even like with the Alhambra and Granada, which we'll talk about, um, we booked that those tickets we tried i think three months in advance and it was already almost sold out oh, are you serious yeah and they only allow so many people yep. in the facility a yeah, day yeah. Yep. so we had to pay for like a private tour oh but yeah, we so weren't that wasn't cheap so that wasn't cheap but we weren't gonna miss it either yeah you know so some of those things you have to kind of even book further in advance than you but see think. it balances out so you spend a little bit more on a tour you're saving money on your food because you're not eating out in restaurants every night you're staying in more like an apartment stay type place versus two hotel rooms exactly yeah. so it, it does it balances out i always tell people save your money for the experiences for don't sure. don't spend a lot of money on your excursions you know or, or i mean on your hotel rooms spend it on the excursions you know and seeing share, and doing share stuff food. while you're there right yeah you know yeah. and when you're going out to eat see if there's a grocery store get some snacks for like breakfast or lunch type things um and that can save you money too again to spend it on those experiences and have those memories yeah and i i think um i think that's a really good kind of message right as you're unless it's a special occasion right, right. and you really are going all out across the board yeah then fine but otherwise if you're like you have a budget and you have to stick to it then you're right yeah use it to see the stuff and experience the things in the area so, absolutely yeah Okay, well, let's jump in to your trip. You land, you get to Barcelona. Yep, we get to the apartment, we check in. Yep. We got to stay awake. Yes. Right? That's the trick. So that's the thing about Europe that screws me up is I'm used to the overnight flights going to the South Pacific. I sleep, I wake up, I'm there, I'm good to go. Yes. And we just had this discussion because our flight coming up, we leave at um, like 4 p.m. Yeah. So when we get in, it's like midnight. Yeah. But it's really 6 a.m., Yes. right? So now you're up all night, yeah. and you're up all day. It's a yeah, killer. It it's is. hard. Day one is always terrible. Yep. Um, but you have to just get out and walk around. Otherwise, you'll fall asleep. And then we try to stay up until 8, 30, 9 o'clock at night. Which is good. You so just that, push through yeah. it, which is hard, though, with kids sometimes. My ki- they can yeah. go either way. I would say my kids have never had an issue. If anything, it can be me, where, like, that first night, I sleep really good. <laughs> but then the next night, it's, not. it's like, weird for really? me. Really? Yeah. See, I find when I get there, that first night I'll go to bed early. You usually get ready because then you're going so much that you're you are exhausted by the time you get back at your hotel room whether it's you know eight nine o'clock at night mm-hmm. you're exhausted because you've been going all day right if i'm sitting on a bus most of the day i'm done yeah i'll, I'll nap off and on throughout the day yeah you really need Between to things. have activities planned where you're like outside Out and, and moving on and the water yeah. walking tours things yeah. like that and i will say with all of this stuff it, it the hard part about any of these kind of vacations is there are so many great things to see and if you're not the type of person who likes to plan a vacation, right? There are yeah. a lot of people who are like, I just want to go there. I just want to experience it. Right. I don't want to be planning every day. Yeah. That's fine. Absolutely is. As long as you don't want to see those things. Just like you said, tours book up. Yeah. And that's what I tell people. I said, tell me your top five things that you want to do. And let's at least lock those in. And then the rest do like an every other day thing. So you yeah. can have a day at leisure to explore the city Go sit in a pub, meet a local, find out what else is in the area to do and see you yeah. know, that you don't need a ticket for. Yeah. And and so for us, um, we really were trying to get all the highlights in. So uh, we kind of knew that and booked a lot of stuff in advance and then, you know, made our way through the city that way because we knew we had limited time in each of the places we stopped. So anyway, so of course, what's the most famous thing there, right? Yep. The La Sagrada Familia. Yep. Um, we did that on actually day two and... 
most people I think are familiar, but it is a giant church. Yes. That was started in 1883 and is still not complete today. Oh, are you kidding me? No. Did you lay a couple bricks when you were there? <laughs> Steve's pretty handy. <laughs> right, so. exactly. No, but it's very interesting because, so Gaudi is like the main guy. So when you are in Barcelona, you'll hear all about Gaudi. And most of the famous sites, not most of them, but a lot of them are based on him and his architecture. Okay. And if people are like, well, what is he like? So it's weird because the Sagrada Familia um, is not really like the stuff that he, I think, really loved to do. Not that he didn't love it, but like the front of the church is very gothic and ornate and mm-hmm. it tells like stories of the Bible are carved all in kind of a tr- not traditional, but you look at it and be like, oh my goodness, this is crazy, right? Yeah. On the other side of it, super contemporary, um, clean lines. I mean, just like the crazy, it's just the complete opposite on one side to the other. And then you go inside. And it is like giant trees. It's very white, like everything inside. And it's these long pillars that then open up at the top like trees. Oh, really? And it's amazing. It's so beautiful. And then it has all this, of course, really nice stained glass in there. So it is one of the things like when you walk in, it really takes your breath away. It's it's amazing. And then as part of that tour, so we did book a tour um, with an English-speaking guide for this particular um, thing, for this whatever tour we did. And it was really good. I would say um, worth the money. You could do like a guided radio tour. I'm actually Googling it as she's talking and being rude, but I wanted to see it. I'm curious. Yes. I'll put a picture on the Facebook page so you can see it. It's actually very interesting. Yeah. And actually the picture is, so they have to put in 10 more. Yeah. 10 more spires. Holy cow. By the time it's completed. And they want it done by 2026. Oh my because gosh. That's, no rush. Well, right. Now, now, now we're rushing it after right. 200 years or right. whatever. We only got seven more years to get it finished. <laughs> but they said with technology today, because with 3D printing and things oh, like that. absolutely. That has really made Sped it. things up. Yes. Yes, yes. So if you think about how they were doing it in 1883 versus how we can do things today, that's why they think they'll be able to get it completed, which it will be the 100 years after Gaudi passed away. So that's why they want it done in 2026. Mm, Got it. So they have the church part, and then there's also um, a museum underneath the church itself that you get to tour and walk around. And um, that one... Is, it's also very interesting because it shows you like Gaudi's workshop and how they built the cathedral and, you know, all these really cool things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get to go outside. They talk more about the, you know, the facades of both of it. And then they also have this really cool schoolhouse that was um, built. So the laborers back in the early days of building the, the church um, could bring their kids with them to work. And they had a schoolhouse on property where they could go to school. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So it was really cool. It was the cutest little house you've ever seen. So anyway, it's a beautiful church. It's a must-see when you're there. Um, and I think most people, when they're going to Barcelona, that's going to be on the list. See, even back in the day, they had work-life balance. Bring your kid to work. <laughs> let them have some school. They had bring your kid to work day. They did. Back in the 1800s. <laughs> right? They, they got it back then, the Spaniards. I'm telling you. Exactly. And then um, the other Gaudi, there's like a couple other Gaudi things. So one other thing we did another day was Park Guell, which is kind of more of his whimsical type of architecture. So if you go to Park Guell, again, buy your tickets in advance because they only let so many people in. Yep. But it kind of is Dr. Seuss-ish Candyland 
the way the really? buildings are structured. Because okay, you know I'm going to have to Google that. Yes. Yes. They're very cool, very colorful, all of this beautiful tile work. And it was built um, from 1900 to 1914. And it really was um, put together because they wanted to make this neighborhood, Gaudi. And uh, they put these high, they wanted to be like high influencers, high quality homes with all the latest technology advancements, um, with this artistic touch. It never really took off and nobody really ever moved in. So what they ended up doing is opening it up to be a public park in 1926. Now, how did you find these? Did you just like Google like what to see in Barcelona or I'm just... Yeah, partially, okay. yes. And and obviously my kids from being in Spanish immersion oh, yeah, have absolutely. been taught they this They talk stuff. about it a lot. Yeah. Okay. But if you Google any top 10 things to see, these are right up there okay. as the things you, that you should do there. Yeah, for sure. And then the last Gaudi thing... Um, was Casa Botlo. So Casa Botlo is this really cool house that Gaudi created for this very wealthy family in the city. And on the outside, it looks like faces, kind of the balconies look like faces on the outside. And it's just really like the coolest thing. And it's interesting because my husband was like, we need to see this. It's got great reviews. And I was like, eh, I was kind of <laughs> so-so. Like, really? We're going to go tour this house. Is Yay. it really worth it? So he ends up booking a tour that happens in the morning and it's kind of um, like be the first in line yep. to see the house yeah. itself. Okay. Right. Get the crowds. Right. So you don't have the crowds. So again, they let, let's say 25 people, 30. I don't remember what the number was, but we got in there. We had the place to ourselves. It's an audio tour and you walk through. And again, things are very curvy and have a lot of movement to them. And it's amazing to see, you know, how they made the walls bend and turn. And then there, the audio tour really talks about each and every room as you walk through and what his thought process is while you're going through there. Oh, it has cool. a beautiful elevator that goes up and down the middle um, of the house itself. And then you can make your way all the way to the top. And actually it has this cool, like rounded um, hallways and the ceilings are very round all the way over like arches and you go up and then you can go outside and go on the roof oh really yeah and the roof has these cool uh chimney stacks that are all kind of crickety and crazy yeah. looking and bright colors i don't know it's it's really really beautiful um i would say give yourself probably an hour and a half maybe of time there to really you know check it out and of course there's a nice gift shop at the end so you of can course. buy a few things right yes yeah, yeah so um again i think those three things of gaudi are really worth seeing and checking out and the house as i said i had very low expectations and then after we went i I was like, that was really neat. Like, I'm glad we took the opportunity right, to see like, that. Right, you're like, Steve, you're a genius. My husband is a genius. I right? know. I should never doubt him, right? So now I keep hearing you say Gaudi, and what I think of is Gaudi. And that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, so that's when somebody says, like, you're, you have a, ga a Gaudi shirt or a Gaudi whatever. Yeah, that's what so that Gaudi. means. Yeah. It's so Gaudi because everybody, his stuff was so crazy looking. Crazy out there, eccentric. Yeah, yeah. So fun fact. That, fun, fun fact. That should have been our tip for the day. That's not even a tip. Well, if somebody says, oh, my gosh, that outfit's so gaudy, and you're like, thank you. He was a brilliant architect hey, in Spain. Point. And they would be like, you're a nerd. <laughs> yeah, so if you ever have a trivia night in the local bar. There you go. You got that. There you go. You got got it. Yeah. You got it. So those are kind of the main uh, gaudy things. Other things to see in Barcelona. There's so much to see. So. Bet you there's a cathedral there somewhere. There is an amazing cathedral. <laughs> Of Barcelona. Oh, my gosh. And we did this that's, on... That's so Euro. It's museums and cathedrals. Right. It is. But it is 
the first thing, actually the first thing we did when we got there, we took the Metro into downtown and we went there. And um, as you're walking, you kind of go through the um, Latin like barrio neighborhood. Oh yeah. And so it, the architecture is beautiful. And I guess, I mean, dumb me, I didn't realize how much Mediterranean influence it is because it is a Mediterranean, yeah. um, that it would look similar to like Italy. Oh really? Very similar architecture, mm-hmm. I think. Like well, I kind of felt that way when I was, yeah these narrow streets and as you're walking you can see the spire kind of off in the distance it was amazing just the walk alone was beautiful okay so um this particular cathedral again um built in the 15th century very old very large and beautiful um the coolest thing not only the inside is so neat to take some pictures and there's all these nooks and crannies and so you can spend some time in there just Ooing and awing, right? Yeah. yeah. But they have an elevator that you can take to the roof of this building as well. Oh. So if, like, for us, we did this on the first day. Um, we got to go to the top. And then when you get to the top, you walk out. And then you can really get a good layout of, like, what the city looks oh, like. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So you can kind of see, oh, this is where we're staying. This is where we've yeah. been. Or where and you can go. see, like, Sagrada Familia in the back, you know. Okay. So some of that kind of stuff is kind of cool. Um, cool to see. So okay. highly uh, recommend. And it didn't cost any money to get in there. So a little freebie stuff. And they might have taken a donation, you know, which people can right. give a with little a couple, money. With a couple of euros. Yeah, throw them in there. Um, another thing you've probably heard of is Las Ramblas, which is like the main drag um, in Barcelona. So that takes you down the main street actually to the beach. We never got to the beach. Mm-hmm. And I have people ask me all the time, what is the beach like in Barcelona? And I'm know. like, I don't know. We didn't have time. Yeah. But I have a couple friends that have done it and said it's fun and there's yeah. bars and restaurants along the beach. And if you have the time, obviously, you'll make it that far. So um, how long were you guys in Barcelona? I believe it was about four days. Okay. You may have said that already. Yeah, three, four days, something okay. like that. So, okay. so you um, packed a lot in in a short period of time. We did, yeah. And so the Las Ramblas is just kind of cool because it's it's where everything kind of happens, right? Yeah. So there's all kinds. There was like a drag queen like up on this like uh, balcony screaming at people, like dancing nice. around. There was a parade going on when we were there. Oh. And these people had on like these giant, I don't even know, like a giant head kind of costumes and these crazy things. And they were walking by. Um, this is also where the Bocaria is. Was was there like a festival or something? something or is, I, okay, yeah. is, or is that just another Tuesday no. in Barcelona? Right. I don't Giant-headed know. People. It was some sort of <laughs> event. I just don't know. Like I kept saying that to my girls. I'm like, what are people saying? You know, they got a little sick of me saying that constantly. Right. What, what is this? Like for me. Go over there and ask that person what this parade is for. Right. So anyway, um, but this on this particular thing, there's lots of shops, lots of restaurants. Um, we went to the Bocaria, which is this huge market. And you go in and it's it's really cool inside because it has, of course, fresh fruit and it has all Did they have your hormone? They had hormone. <laughs> but that's funny. I, the thing that I think is so funny is we were in there and like the fish is so fresh that it's still alive. <gasps> so they you know, so they have like the fish laying on the ice and it's its flopping. heads are flopping <gasps> and like oh, even like the no. lobsters, you'd like get towards them and they'd snip. And it's funny because oh. the guy who was like running on fish stand and we're taking pictures, he's like, get out, get out. Like he didn't want us 
taking pictures and like if we weren't buying anything. Oh, well. I know, which was kind of funny. But we bought like oh the girls got like chocolate covered strawberries Ooh, and you know I bought a cup of um yummy olives. I think we got you know a few treats along the way. They have smoothies. Again, probably not your cheapest place to buy that stuff because no, it's totally it's, touristy. Oh yeah, but um it's still cool to walk around in and see what they're selling and it does smell a little bit. Yeah. I will give you the warning because of all the fish and all of that. Well, yeah. Right? It's like walking through any of those, like, Pike's Market here yes. or whatever. Yeah, fish yeah. markets. But it was still really cool um, to see. So, yeah. Um, so that, I would say, definitely take the time to walk down. People selling stuff. An opportunity to look at souvenir shops. Have some food. Drop in and have a good bite to eat at a restaurant. You know, things like that. Um, and then off sort of back to where we were at with the Barcelona Cathedral is this place called the City History Museum. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested on in this because I saw your notes from this. And I'm like, <laughs> oh You're like, my gosh, what? with the laundromat. Yes. That really kind of... So the interesting thing about this City History Museum, and it's a little bit hard to find. You kind of have to hunt it out to find it. We actually had, ended up having to ask for directions because we couldn't find it. Yeah. Even after we were told it was hard to find. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it really is. But it's actually <laughs> underneath a big church oh. in Barcelona. And so it is actually the Roman ruins um, of the original city. So it's really, really cool. Um, again, very inexpensive. You get a headset to wear yeah. to kind of go through. And you're on elevated sidewalks is how it's laid out. So as you're walking, you're maybe a couple feet. They're not super high. Yeah, yeah. But you're above the so original. Like, like a platform. Yeah. Sorts. Yeah. And yeah. you're above the original ruins as you walk through. So there are cool things like, and it will say, like push the number where you are so you can oh, yeah. align yep. to know Typical what you're looking at. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they have like huge vats that they're like, oh, that vat was for making fish sauce. So this is where they fermented all the fish. Yeah. And obviously they know that stuff because the fish, you know, whatever residue was in there when yeah. they were excavating this stuff, right? Like amazing that you're like, they're like, oh, this was a little road, little sidewalk. It's, this it, is... it is how these archaeologists know these things. Yes. That, oh yeah, look at that bone there indicates <laughs> that it was this and yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that was really cool is that they said this one particular building. And again, the buildings. Is it cool or is it creepy? No, it's cool. Okay. So the the buildings don't have like full walls or anything, yeah, yeah. right? It's more like the bricks that outlined where it was kind yeah, of. Typical um, ruin. Right. But the laundromat, yeah. what they said they used to do is that people, there there's like a little hole in the wall. <laughs> And like the men would come and pee in the hole and they would collect the urine in a bucket on the other side of the wall inside the laundromat. And then they use that because it's got ammonia in it Ew. to wash their clothes. How does it not smell like <laughs> urine then? I don't I mean, know. I get that there's ammonia in your urine. I don't but, know, but maybe they had a way, and I don't know this. Do they I've never... extract the urine smell and only get the uh, ammonia? Maybe. But I remember like looking at that and the girls That's disgusting. and Steve and I were thinking, disgusting. we're going to try that when we get home, washing all over. Can you imagine the amount of money you could save on laundry detergent? I was detergent? actually going to tell you, there is a certain odor in this room today, so... <laughs> The new the new method did not work well for you. It didn't. Just gonna say I'm really been cutting back on my laundry detergent lately, <laughs> right? Aww. So yeah. So I think if you really love history, um, I think it's a kind of a cool opportunity to go to this museum. Um, we were sort of rushed when we were there because we had um, 
reservation. So I think that was the day we went to Park Aguel. Okay. So um, we kind of had to rush through. So I think we spent a total of maybe a little over an hour, and we definitely could have spent more time there if yeah. we had it okay. to do it. So, um, but yeah, very cool. If you love history, I think that that's kind of a fun place to stop in and, you know, check it out. So. Yeah. So Very those are cool. kind of the main highlights of stuff we did in Barcelona. Okay. Um, you know, again, Park Guel, I don't think I mentioned this about it, but there's a lot of photo opportunities there and they're beautiful with the architecture and these cool little susical buildings. And then at yeah. the very top, they have kind of a lookout that you can see the ocean um, from the top. So it's a beautiful view of the city out to the ocean. So there's some really nice picture moments, like Kodak moments you can have up there as well. So very yeah. nice. Yeah. So that is kind of Barcelona in a nutshell. Okay. So then you moved from Barcelona down to Madrid. We did. And, and we that... took the train. Okay. Did you have to buy the tickets in advance? We did. Okay. So we took the Ren fee is what the train is called there. Okay. Um, we bought first class tickets. Yeah. You know, we just always, always do. That. do. It's, it's not that much more on some of these trains, especially in Europe. It's and worth it's it quiet. To have the, yeah. The, the better class of service. Yes, you get better service. The trains are quiet. You don't have people being rowdy. You're not yep. going to have screaming kids. Yeah. Um, a couple. And again, if you have little kids, you might not want first class then. Right. Right? I mean, yep. those are some things to consider. Um, but then, um, and I love, I if I could take the train. Really? I love taking the train. Yeah. It's so relaxing. That's just part of your experience, too, especially in Europe, because you can take the train everywhere yes it is the only downside is is it's expensive Mm -hmm. um i wish that it was definitely a better deal is it more expensive than flying yes is it really yes Uh, especially now because there's so many cheap air carriers like ryanair um you know we have this trip coming up as an example yeah and for us to fly from paris to naples i think is three hundred dollars oh for four people oh gosh i I was gonna say three and you wouldn't really train that because it's far but it would have no. Been, that's way too far. But it would have been it would have been way more. Yeah. So, yeah, you kind of have to weigh the options. Um, but for something that's only three hours via train, I think it's worth it because you also don't have you don't have to get there two hours early. Yeah. You don't have the security like you do at an airport, yes. right? And that's what I tell folks, especially in Europe. Look to see what the distance is. I've I've had a couple honeymoon couples come back from Italy, and we had them take the train just because. The cost of the airline tickets was about the same, but by the time you had to get to the airport, get through security and waiting, you're already halfway there on the train. And then when yeah. you, the train stations are usually right in the heart of the, the central you know, business area. Right. So you're That's a very right good there. point. It yeah. is. So for a time, if, if it's about the same price, I always say take the train because yeah. you can sit back and see the countryside too. I was going to say, that was like one of my favorite things is as you travel through the countryside. Yes. And, I mean, we'd be going and there'd be beautiful hills and you'd see then like an old castle or something. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's very so, cool. So um, I love taking the train. I think if you have the opportunity to do it, I highly recommend it. Absolutely. And, I agree. And they have quads on the train too, which are nice. So you can have four seats with a table in between. Yep. So like we played cards and games yeah. and, you know, could then interact with each other. How um, long was the train ride again? It was, it was about three hours. Three. Which mm-hmm. is not bad. No, not at all. No. no, no, no. And so then once we got to the train station, then we went on the metro yep. to actually get downtown to the closest stop to our apartment in okay. Madrid. Yeah. Okay. So again, using the public transportation, yep. super straightforward, super easy. And we did do a bunch of that research ahead of time. So we obviously knew where we needed to go, what we needed to be. So 
Um, Madrid was short for us. We really only had about a day and a half. Okay. Um, so we kind of had to squeeze in um, things quickly. Okay. We stayed at, at Eric Vocal Apartments is what they were called. This was two bedrooms and two bathrooms, which oh, is really nice. nice. Yeah. Yep. We had our own master suite. Um, and the cute thing is they had these cool Juliet back balconies yep. off of the living room and the, our bedroom um, with these huge shutters that opened up. Oh, so you so could cool. like look out over the street and stuff. Um, it was a little noisy, I will say that. But by about 11 o'clock at night. Oh, that's not too bad. It kind of quieted down. Yeah. So it was good. But it was a lovely apartment. One of the funny things about this apartment is it had like windows in the girls room and then a window in the kitchen. And then there was like oh. open space in between that. Oh. Um, and so the girls, I mean, they, my youngest at the time, you know, brought her puppets. And so she was doing puppet shows like for us and the other. <laughs> it was pretty funny. So, yeah. But the things we saw. So we didn't have a lot of time. So we, again, did kind of the highlight tour. Yep. Um, we did the Royal Palace yep. of Madrid, which everybody sees that, right? Um, it's no longer used as a residence for mm -hmm. the royalty there. Uh, but they use it for state ceremonies. Okay. And um, it is crazy. It's 1.4 million square feet. That's ridiculous. And it's in the, it's in in the town. City. It's in the city. I, I went there when I was in high yeah. school on my trip. 3,400 yeah. rooms. Yeah, it's crazy. Now, I believe that the original structure burned down. And so this one that's standing today was built like in the 1800s again. Yeah, it's um, massive. But it's massive. And yes. you don't even get to see a fraction no, of that. you don't. Um, but again, you have to buy your tickets in advance. You yep. get a time to arrive and go on your tour. And you're giving an audio tour. I'm going to give you a bit of warning, though. So we got our audio tour. And then it's kind of far from where the ticket counter is to where you actually enter into the palace so we get our stuff we get you know finally get our um audio guide which took a little bit because there was a line we get in to start our tour we walk up the stairs and person tells my husband you can't bring your backpack in here oh are you kidding no after all of that so oh, then he's like oh i wish you would have told me that yeah so he had to go back and they had lockers which is great but tell me that before i leave the actual visitor center right so a little heads up and a little tip um, don't bring your backpacks with because they won't let you uh, get through the palace. So the tour is, you know, what you'd expect it to be, right? You're going through the king and queen's bedrooms, yeah. the crowning room. You're going through all these things. The thing that I thought was most impressive is like the huge uh, church cathedral that they had inside of this castle. I oh, was, really? Oh, I it, suppose. It was insane. It's it their was... own little city. They don't need to go anywhere. <laughs> right. Everything's right there. Right. So very cool. Um, and of course, too, within the hotel is uh, the hotel inside the palace is, you know, a museum in itself. So lots of really famous paintings by people like Caravaggio and Goya, um, all these amazing hand painted frescoes. There's collections of like dishes like porcelain and watches and clocks and furniture and silverware. And this is the only place in the world, again, this is another fun fact, yeah. that you can find a complete Stradivarius uh, string quintet in the world. Oh, really? So I, I can't even imagine. Just like, in case, you just know. Just in case, yeah. It's at the Madrid Palace. So, yeah. Royal Palace. So, again, very cool to see. It's a couple hours of your time to go through. And we were there even with the time. It was busy. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of tourists. And so what they try to do to control that so people actually have time is at the beginning when you get up in there, they kind of hold groups back. Okay. 
and then let people go and make you hold up a little bit so that so as that you're you... not all trending crowd at the yes. same time which, which is I, so frustrating which i was a little crowdy at first because i was like oh please don't tell me this is what it's going to be like right uh -huh. yeah and then as soon as then they let us go in it had spread out enough that then okay. you could spend time okay. really looking at it at your own pace. That's yeah. my biggest peeve is when you're on some kind of tour and if it's a self-guided. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know. Space them out, people. Yeah. So they did a good job with that. Um, the other thing, Plaza Mayor, which is mm -hmm. a very huge, right, um, open space, Central Square yep. in Madrid. Again, it's beautiful. Like the architecture, it's massive. There's restaurants and there's shopping there. Um, kind of a cool place just to stop. And if it's obviously going to be a little bit more expensive because it's such a tourist kind of trap. Yeah. But, you know, grab a quick drink and just hang out and watch the people walk by is kind of fun if you need a little break in the afternoon. Okay. Um, the other two things we did, we did the Prado Museum. I did the Prado Museum. And then we did Park Retiro. So the Prado Museum is like one it's, of the best. It's amazing, isn't Art. It? museums yep. in the world yep right but the paintings the they have in there are crazy right but i we did not have a guide we had like the headphones the yeah. audio guide and i would say it was sort of lost in translation to us yeah. because it's too much yep and this was something it's funny because we're doing this trip coming up and we're going to the louvre and i said i don't want another version of the prado at yeah. the louvre yeah because it's too much to try to cram in. So um, we went and looked at some of the most famous Goyas and like this Bosch painting and, and whatever. Did you see the Largonica, the, the war one? Oh, I don't think we did. Oh, yeah. If you went to the Prado, you'd did? see it. Yeah, okay. I think it's El, El Greco, I think, did that one. Oh, um, then we probably yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, again, um, and, and the cool thing about this museum is that it really was started um, and opened like back in the 1800s because of the royal family's collection of art um they would they really kind of kept that art community alive through all of these um, centuries because they commissioned these artists to paint certain things and so they said that um, what happened is those royal families collected like the Habsburgs and people like that yeah. all this really crazy expensive art and then um had so much of it that they decided to share and open up a museum yeah so that's how the Prado started and today, um, it's very priceless. Yeah. 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 So, um, again, very cool. I think you need to see it. Just be smart about how you see it. Right. Yeah. And so that might be one, because I know when we went through it, and God, this was back in 87, 88. Yeah. Um, we had it, uh, God, okay. obviously, because we were a school class, and yeah. our teacher knew about it, and so she was showing us all the thing, and, you know, the La Granica is a Picasso painting and yes. all that kind of stuff. And and Dolly, Diego. you know, had a home there in Spain, too. So there's a lot of Dolly, and there's yep. um, a Dolly museum. So yep. there's um, a lot of cool things. So if you really love art, there's a lot of opportunities for you to really go further into that and kind of, uh, you know, hire an art history major yeah. to tell you more to make that art come alive because it really is lost in translation if you don't have that. Absolutely. Um, and then the last thing is Park Retiro, which is a beautiful, amazingly manicured public park. Yep. Again, at one time, it was a private, like, just for the royal family, right? And then in the 19th century, I think they opened it up. So it's beautiful. It's amazing. We walked around, but one of the kind of highlights of that particular park is there's a lake in the middle, and you can rent rowboats. Oh, I was going to ask, can you go? Yeah. Did you guys do that? We did. Okay. So you um, get in, and you can row around, and there's, like, this beautiful um, kind of huge pla plaster monument 
at one side of the park that is amazing. So we took lots of pictures in front of that as we were rowing by it um, because it looks so beautiful. Yeah. And again, cool vendors. There was a guy out playing um, the accordion okay. that you could give money to and kind of some cool like stands for snacks and you know, some it's a fun nice, nice day things. to spend outside at the park. And they have a, a nice playground too, actually. As we were leaving, they had a playground. And although my children are kind of big for playgrounds, um, they still ran around and burned some energy and went on some swings. And, you know, again, yeah. just kind of to have a little fun. Outside. And, yeah. So those are kind of the highlights for us from Madrid. There's a lot more to see and do there, obviously. Oh, absolutely. So if you have more time, um, yeah. you know, do a little more research to see some other cool things that they have there. I still remember the shopping place we went. It was called the El Corte Inglés. Yes. And it was like the big shopping. It's like a Target Oh my God, we spent hours there just to look at all the different foods and the candy. Yes. And yeah. That, that is one of my favorite town. things, like, yeah. uh, especially going to any kind of country, is going into like their stores. Oh gosh, right? I love to, to go to the grocery stores they... and just to look and see the yeah. candies and the food and the crackers and yeah, what they're all selling. All kind of stuff. So, yeah. So, um, a couple, day and a half in Madrid, and off you went to Toledo, is my favorite place. We did a day excursion because it's pretty close to Madrid, so it it's is. easy to get to. Yep. Um, and we just kind of, it's one of those cute quintessential European towns. It's beautiful. It's an ancient walled city. And the wall. I mean, it yeah. just, it really is a truly beautiful little city. And so what we ended up doing is we picked up a car in Madrid and then drove to Toledo on our way to Esteponia where our last um, stay was because what we were doing is going to use that sort of as our base to then see some more of southern Spain okay. and Lucia area, right? And so uh, Toledo was the stop on that way. And as Anne said, it is picturesque. It is. I loved it. Right? Uh, like you said, the streets are cobblestone. They're small. They're windy. Yeah. I, it, it, I still remember my Spanish teacher telling my mom, that she was so impressed with my navigation skills because we wanted to go back to the store because they're they're known for their knives. They are. And I wanted to get my dad's steak knives. Yes. And I, I had to run back and I knew exactly where it was and I wound my way to go get these knives and come back and she was so impressed that I didn't get lost yeah. in the city. But I remember turn left at this store and then turn right. And there's lots pretty, of up and down. Yes, lots of up and down. Yeah, so be wary of that. I mean, yep. if you have any sort of... Uh, you know, you can't mobility issues. Yep. You could have some issues there because Absolutely. there is a lot of yeah. up and down the stairs. But yep. um, it's cool, too, because it has been occupied by so many different types of people. Right. Yep. The Muslims, the Jews, the Christians, the Romans. So when you are there, there's architecture from really all of those different populations from throughout the century. So it's really, really cool. And again, a day here is plenty of time. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's not big enough to really do a ton of stuff. Nope. Um, there's a cathedral again, which, what? imagine that. But yeah. it's beautiful. It's I love that kind of stuff. So we went inside, walked around, um, and, and looked at that. Um, took pictures. You know what I mean? Just kind of yeah. took it in. It was beautiful. And then the Alcazar, which is a huge army museum now that has guns, knives, swords, medals, you know, whatever. Everything you can imagine from the 1800s moving forward. Okay. Now, we did not go in there, even though I know it's like a lot of people go there just for that. Um, but my children are not super interested in that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, so you didn't spend much time We did there. not. No. That no. makes sense. But, it, but it's highly rated. People love it. So, um if you're if it's interesting to you i would say definitely go there and i probably would have gone if my kids weren't so against it yeah <laughs> right they're like let's move on right 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 um one of the things that was the coolest thing that we did there and 
we heard about it and read about it before we went to Spain yep. was that you can buy cookies from yes. the nuns in yep. Spain, right? I was going to say, I remember that. So it's, uh, when we were in Toledo, we decided we were going to fa- try to figure this out. And so um, we they had like signs posted like on the building, but it was they were super high. And somehow all of a sudden, like we were on the search, like we wanted to do this so badly, right? right? So we found the sign and, and it's funny because we had asked some other people and they were like, oh, over there. And really it was just a bakery selling cookies that they said the nuns had made, yeah. but it wasn't actually from the nuns themselves yeah. at the convent, right? Yeah. So we found the place and there's like a door with a, a speaker, like this old 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 door hundreds of years old wooden door and there's a little speaker with a little button so i make my girls because they speak spanish i'm like go go up there and hit the button right so they hit the button and this woman's voice comes over in spanish and they ask in spanish back like we'd like to buy some cookies and all of a sudden you get the beep and the door unlocks and opens up oh my gosh so the four of us go in it's super dark yeah and it's like You're this like, hallway we yeah into? we're like where are we going so we found kind of our way it wasn't too far down this hallway and then we get there and this is not cloistered nuns though so the cloistered nuns there are some places that you they won't even let you see the nuns yep. and it's like a table right that you just like put your money on turn it around and then cookies come out the other side right so this particular one there was a cabinet with cookies in it, like, to give you examples of what they sell. Okay. She asked the girls, the nun did, like, what they wanted, and they just said oh, a variety of cookies or whatever. Right. And um, I think it was five euros or something for, like, a dozen cookies. Um, and again, so cool. it was so cool. It was like car ride. Hot, Yes. And, I mean, the cookies, they were fine. Right. But just that experience... <laughs> So awesome. Nothing to, they don't beat your your Nestle Toll House cookies. Right, exactly. Yes. But it still was super cool. So that was yeah. really kind of fun to do. Um, there, the little restaurants, like in these little coves and nooks and crannies that they had in Toledo, were so awesome. I mean, we had some really good food. Yeah. Um, That's what I like about these smaller towns. Yeah. These little cafes and restaurants. And the shopping. That, I mean, yep, are amazing. Just a a cool town. And then. The last thing you should do, or first, if it depends which way you're coming into yep. the town itself. Yep. But when you go across the river, you kind of wind your way out of the city, go across the river, and you can take a picture of the entire city yeah. up on this hill. It's beautiful. And it is amazing. It's it's a postcard image that you really get from up there. Uh, and it's the cathedral and the Alcazar are kind of up above everything else. And it's really, really beautiful. So, again, half a day is probably... All you need, you can probably spend a full day if you really have the time, but highly, highly recommend, yeah. You stop awesome. in there. So, yeah. So, that's kind of our first three. Oh, my gosh. So, this is going to be the pause. Again, people, it's like a cliffhanger. <laughs> what do the brands do next? Where do they go? Do they make it all the way to Gibraltar? <laughs> or Morocco. Or, or do Morocco. they get held uh, kidnapped, right? Yes, or do, something. They, do they make it? We need some, like, dun-dun-dun. <laughs> That's right. Music. Yeah, that's right. So, okay. Thanks for joining us for the first half of the Brent España vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, join us next week where we cover the second half of Carrie's trip and talk more about an amazing destination that is Spain. So, that's adios. Right. Adios. See you we'll next see week. See you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. This podcast is sponsored by Travel Designed by Anne. For more information about any of the things we discussed today or to book your next vacation, visit www.traveldesignbyann.com.